Hello, America, and welcome back to another episode of the Hear Me Tell It, the life and times of Jerry Daniels. When you've had your daily dose of today's craziness, dealing with all them Karens out there, ride shotgun with old JD as he goes back and recounts the life and times of growing up in the South during the 60s and 70s. I believe we were called baby boomers. Stories that you will say, yep, I've done that, but I ain't gonna tell my kids, and I ain't never told my spouse, but whatever the truth be, it will be this, to hear me tell it. I sure do miss my daddy, and I loved him, and I wished I'd have loved him better, and I loved him more than what I did. Robert A. Daniels, and our last name's got an S on it. But my daddy was one of 12 children. My grandmama had 12. She adopted one, so they all say she had 13. She raised 13. She gave birth to 12 of them. How about that? Her name was Julia, Julia May Bars. My granddaddy was was named uh, Jesse Damascus Daniel, no S. And his daddy was named Elijah Leroy Daniel with two L's, but no S. And my great-grandfather, Elijah Roy Daniel, married a gal named Sally Leon Armstrong. And they're, mar- they're buried over there in Pulaski County is where they are. That's where their plot is. <clears throat> but the story is about Daddy. And I'm going to have a lot of stories about Daddy because they need to be told. And a lot of stories going to be about me and Daddy's relationship, both the good, the bad, and the ugly. <clears throat> but they're memories nonetheless, and to hear me tell it, they're just the way I recall Daddy, uh, you know, Daddy had an eighth grade education, and he got his GED after he come home from Korea. <clears throat> got several jobs, <clears throat> married Mama. There's one time I recall Daddy telling me that he had, uh, when he and Mama first got married, they they were living in Macon, Georgia, and at one point Daddy was working three jobs. He 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 was working for Timberlake Grocery Company at the uh, distribution center there in Macon. And he also worked at a liquor store and he worked for a, uh, a bottling company. I think it was Pepsi or Coca-Cola. I forget which one it was. It was over there in Macon. <clears throat> but daddy uh, took the path and became an independent grocery man. And, and I'm going to tell a story about that because all of that is credited to a man named Joe Timberlake, Joe Timberlake Sr. from Macon, Georgia. <clears throat> Uh, I didn't know him personally. I met him a many times, but uh, he's he's the one daddy credits him for getting him started. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm going to share this right now. If you have never had the conversation with Bo Barra in Butler, Georgia, about how he got started in the Napa auto parts business or just how he got started in general, you need to ask Mr. Bo to share, share that story with you and then point at that picture hanging on the wall in his uh, his store. It's a great story, and it's one that needs to be told because there's a lesson in it. There's, le- there's several lessons in it, and it's a good story. But anyway, so Daddy, Daddy, you know, Daddy dealt with what he had to deal with, and and but Daddy, Daddy, I hate to say it, but all of us, it's soon, a sooner time will get it. But Daddy had a temper. But then you know, I look back and now and look at all the crazy crap I did. No wonder he had a temper. I, I I'd have a temper too if my children acted like I did. And I do. I thank God. I thank the good Lord above that neither one of my children acted like me. That's a blessing. That is a huge blessing. Uh, 
I was I was the I was the child your parents warned you about. How about that? <clears throat> but Daddy would uh, he would and and and, I, and the way it was described to me is by Sarah Pennington. Now Sarah, Miss Sarah was uh, a good woman to me. <clears throat> she loved me. She treated me like one of her own. And um, and I and I miss I miss her, and I learned a lot from her. <clears throat> And there was times and trials and tribulations that I was having with my father. And and uh, you know what? Miss Sarah was a good shoulder to cry on. But she told me something one day, and I'll never forget this. I was talking about how mean and, and angry daddy gets with me. And <clears throat> she told me that, that, and I didn't understand it then, but she told me, she said, Jerry, your daddy's hard on you so much because he loves you so much. You know, and that's that's that. Same thing that when your parents go to give you a whooping, yeah, in the South we say whooping because they were. We didn't we didn't get spankings when I was little. We got whoopings. <clears throat> but uh, I'd go talk to Miss Sarah and cry and about how bad Daddy was and whatnot, and she would tell me that's because your Daddy loves you. But that's the same stuff that your parents would tell you right before they whip you that uh, this is going to hurt you more than it hurts me. I I, I I get it now, but I damn sure didn't get it back then. <clears throat> but anyway, so Daddy would have a spill or a spat or whatever you want to call it. And, and usually it was called something didn't go right at the store. <clears throat> and when something didn't go right at the store, it just seemed like, and it, it back then, but it, it just seemed like I was the blunt of the, uh, of the uh, anger. I, no, I shouldn't say that. I paint daddy in a bad light. Daddy, daddy had a bad day. He, it was a bad day. And all the employees at the store knew it. You know, if you don't, you don't believe me, just ask, uh, ask anybody that ever worked with daddy. You could ask, uh, Miss Helen Jane, she's gone now, but, and that's another great woman right there, brother, let me tell you, but you could ask, uh, you could have asked Miss Helen, or you could ask, uh, you know, back then days, you could ask Miss Duke, you could have asked J.E. Moncrief or J.O. Turner or Billy Layfield or Elton Walsworth. You could have asked any of us, uh, if daddy was having a bad day. <clears throat> and we all knew it, but I especially knew it because I, if if I messed up, Daddy would send me home. He would he would get mad. <clears throat> Excuse me. He'd get mad, and then uh, he'd make me walk home. And it didn't matter with and like what I told y'all earlier in an episode, we, we lived in that brick, red brick house on the South, going out of town at the, that the bones on, and uh, I'd have to walk all the way home. And most of the time, most of the time. I made it to the house. I don't know how he timed it. He, he, he had to have timed it. But most of the time, I would walk all the way home. <clears throat> and I think that was like a, now I look back, you know, and I know what it was. Daddy would make me walk home, and it was a pre-planned cooling off period. Now, I didn't need to cool off. Maybe I need to think about something, but I, I wasn't one hot. But I, Daddy would make me walk home, and then no sooner than I got in a daggum yard, He'd whip up in that damn little old dirt driveway in his truck and say, let's go. And I'd have to get back in the truck, listen to him tell me about how bad I was or how stupid I was, and we'd get back to the store and I'd go back to work. <clears throat> I cannot tell you how many times I did that. And then we lived in the, at the uh, the house, I forget what year we built it. I think it was in 70, somewhere between 73 and 75 across the street from the Dunn's house on Edgewood Drive. But I'd have to walk to that house too. <clears throat> and there was a couple occasions where I walked the long way 
meaning I just did like lots of circles around blocks. I'd, I'd go around over there by Phyllis Smith's house and, and the Baysmore's and Carl Hobbs's and, and down around Mr. King's house. And I'd, I'd make a big loop and I'd come back all the way up and I'd make it again. <clears throat> and he figured that out because he came looking for me. Won't know what the hell I, what took me so long. Why was I right way over yonder? <clears throat> but anyway, I think daddy did that on purpose to, to, cause I told y'all earlier, daddy never whooped me in anger and he didn't never. But I think he let himself cool off because he knew what would happen if I guess. But anyway, <clears throat> but anyway, on one, on one particular day, uh, at the, at the new grocery store, I'll call it, <clears throat> uh, I had to cut the grass. And when we built that grocery store, it had two entrances, uh, entrance or an exit. Neither one of them was, I think was identified as one as the other. Probably some law today would require that you got to have one of them identified as an entrance and one of them got to be identified as an exit. I'm sure some, some DOT regulation, something because it, it, back then it didn't matter. You just pulled in whichever one's closest. <clears throat> but there was that spot on the left side of the right side of the entrances that, that was grass. And then in the middle part, uh, I guess maybe to save money, there was not a, a, a stormwater drain pipe that run all the way under all that stuff. It was just a huge damn ditch and, and it was grass, but it was just a huge ditch and water went under one entrance and came out and it flowed. And then, and of course it went South <clears throat> and then it went, un, it went through that big ditch area and then it went under another culvert and went on down the road. But needless to say, guess who had to cut that grass? And it was me. <clears throat> and we kept an old piece of crap push mower at the grocery store, which I think was a hand-me-down from somebody. We probably got it. Matter of fact, I know where we got that mower from. Daddy got it used, <clears throat> and it was a push-nothing mower. It did, It had a damn, a deck, an engine, and a blade. I think that was about it. <clears throat> and it, it wasn't none of that self-propelled stuff. It was just that. And I, I remember Daddy Daddy got that mower used, and it worked. It worked for, it worked for quite a while. But we got it from uh, Mr. Hart. I think that's where we got that lawnmower from. And who knows where he got it from? Maybe, maybe Charlie Hart can tell you, but uh, that's where we got that mower from. But anyway, daddy, it was one of them bad days. <clears throat> and I got the order to go cut the grass. I went back around back, got that mower, got it out around front <clears throat> and I pulled and I yanked and I snatched and I couldn't get that damn thing started for nothing. And, uh, <clears throat> I checked it had gas. I checked it had oil. <clears throat> I know I'd already learned that you can't start a lawnmower in, in grass. You got to have it on, you know, flat, not flat, but you got to have it on something that won't, you know, obstruct the blade from turning when you're trying to get it to go. I tried all that stuff and knowing that daddy was having a bad day, man, I did not want to walk back in that. I did not want to walk back in that store until daddy. And I went and got somebody and I, I don't, I forget which one it was. It may have been Elton. I don't remember. But I went, I went and got one of them and they, they yanked on it for about, you know, about a fraction of the time I did because it was hot as blazing jimmies and we had to wear those shirts and ties, but uh, it didn't work. So I had to go get daddy <clears throat> and I got daddy. Well, you know what? I understand why daddy thought that back then, but he thought I was just, you know, making it up or playing it up and I didn't want to cut the grass because it was so damn hot. <clears throat> so he came out there. And he yanked on it and he snatched and he yanked on it and he snatched and uh, it wouldn't start. And first of all, I was just praising Jesus, thinking, God, Jesus, don't don't start for him and you won't start for me. That, that, that would be just wrong. But Jesus was on my side on this one and it didn't start. <clears throat> and then he 
kind of asked me, you know, the, the simple question, did you check, have gas, did you check? And I said, yeah, I did all that. Well, he checked it behind me and he, he confirmed it. <clears throat> and you know what he said? He said, push around back, let's go get a new one. So I did. I pushed around back and then we went and got us a new one. We went to Bo Barra's. Daddy got out of the truck. <clears throat> I got out. He pointed at a push mower right there in front. <clears throat> he snatched a tag off of it. He said, put that in a truck. You know, and that was back in the days where you just, you just, you know, it wasn't no let me help you. It was just put it in a truck. And I got that mower in the back of that truck by myself. <clears throat> I think that's maybe where I started my episode of hemorrhoids. I don't know. I'll, I got a whole story on hemorrhoids. So I got that mower in the back of the truck. And within a matter of a minute or two, boom, Bob Daniels is back outside. We jumped in the truck. We drove back to the grocery store. Uh, he actually took it out of the back because <clears throat> he, was, he was in a hurry. He snatched it out of the back of the truck and pushed around in front there. And we got around in front of the truck because that's where the, you know, the gas can was over there. And we put gas in it and, and snatched and snatched. And then it got for him. It was tough. It would, the damn thing wouldn't start. It, it would hardly, it would, it snatch your arm off. And I sat back for a minute and I thought, hmm, I didn't say nothing. Because I thought if I said something, he was just going to get madder. <clears throat> Finally, I said something. I said, Daddy, you reckon it's got oil in it? He checked it, and it didn't have no oil. <clears throat> and now, and I can't, I can't. Words cannot do justice, but it's 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 a little stressful to say the least. You you could you could cut it with a daggum butter knife. It was so thick, but uh, it was a little stressful. Sweat. Uh, darn shirt tail didn't come out of his britches, and 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 Daddy's and pulled his pants up fifteen times, and that was making him mad. And you know, and Daddy, those who knew Daddy, Daddy wore Daddy wore about. Uh, four and a half pounds of keys on his belt. And and daddy never knew. I don't think anybody ever told him, but that's how we could tell if daddy was coming in the grocery store. If we was back there in the stock room or we was messing around or on some aisle, uh, it was easy to find out if daddy was coming because you could hear him. Them damn keys would be rattling. I don't think he ever figured it out. Really, I don't. I don't think daddy ever figured out that we could hear him coming because of them damn keys. But anyway, back to trying to start the damn lawnmower. It wouldn't start. He's, he's mad. Ooh, son, he's mad. <clears throat> I'm talking spitting mad. Sweat, shirt tail out, keeps pulling up his pants. And I could tell that lawnmower was kicking his ass. So he hollers at me and get in the truck and go get oil. And I think I was like 13 or something. I don't know. But man, I jumped in that truck and I took off. <clears throat> and there are there are no words to describe the knot in my stomach and how instantly I got sick. The moment I realized I had run completely over that brand new lawnmower in that truck, because I felt it, I heard it, but I felt it going under the truck. And it didn't go all the way. It, I didn't finish running all the way over. It was, I was on top of it. <clears throat> and, uh, and I turned the truck off and I looked and daddy stood there and looked at me through the window. And and without any hesitation, I reached over and I locked the door. Click. <clears throat> and he just stared at me. And if looks could kill, I would have been dead. Bob Daniels did a 180 degree turnabout and he walked back to the store. And I sat in that truck for a long time. I remember I had to crack the windows. It was so damn hot. <clears throat> and I remember thinking I'm afraid to start the truck. And I sat there. And I sat there and I sat there and I have no idea what he did when he went back in that store, but eventually he come out. <clears throat> he was not sweating anymore. His shirt tail had been tucked back in 
And he come back out there and he tick, tick, tick with his knuckle on the window and motioned me to roll down the window. And I did. And he said, we got to go get another one. <laughs> you know, I didn't say it, but I wanted to say, you think? So uh, he, he didn't get in the truck. He told me, he said, start the truck and pull on up. So I started the truck. I pulled on up. Oh, my gosh. You could hear that damn lawnmower. It was back under the rear, back under the truck bed. And anyway, I got off of it. <clears throat> I got out. He stood there and looked at it. Oh, hell. That, that, all four wheels had been broke, slam off <clears throat> of it. The handle, you know, the push handle and all that crap was all mangled. And he just looked at it. <clears throat> he picked it up, set it in the grass. And he said, let's go get another one. <clears throat> And we did. We went and got another one. I wished I could have been at the counter or whoever did, that rung up daddy because we was back in less than an hour and we bought another lawnmower. <clears throat> Same damn one. We bought another one. <clears throat> and this time we bought a quart of oil. Imagine that. And we came back and we cut the grass. Or I say we. I cut the grass. <clears throat> when I got done, that, that day, daddy uh, told me to meet him around the back and he drove the truck around there, and we loaded uh, the old mower that had seen its better days and a brand-new mower that ain't never cut a lick of grass, and Daddy took them to the dump. <clears throat> and uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, don't, I wish I would have talked to Daddy. I, I, don't, I don't know if he learned anything. I know I, I damn sure did. Uh, but you know what? Daddy could have done a lot of things, and he didn't do a lot of things that day, and I'm glad he handled it the way he handled it because, uh, you know, I, I, my wife and I, we've got two children and I've seen them do some pretty stupid stuff. And, <clears throat> and, uh, anyway, I cut the grass that day. <clears throat> I got it cut with a brand new mower. Uh, it was not any kind of self-propelled, nothing, but, uh, I'm, I'm not sure what I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give a title. See, I never title these until I'm done. After I title them, I listen to them, and then I'll, I'll it'll it'll strike on me about what to call it. So I'll 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 title it later. <clears throat> but Daddy Daddy had a temper, but Daddy controlled it, and I'm glad he did because uh, I'm alive today. Daddy had Daddy had many reasons and calls probably to uh, to uh, you know it's one of those things where I, I brought you into this world I can take you out. Uh, I mean I ain't even suggesting that Daddy would do that. I'm not doing that, or any parent would do it. But I can just say that uh, I gave Daddy good cause to think maybe that he needed to uh, take me out of the world because I was a knucklehead. I was. Again, I was the child. I was that child your parents warned you about when I was young. And a lot of folks in Taylor County could admit to that and probably didn't want me hanging out with their, with their child, and they probably didn't want me to date their daughter. So, uh, But anyway, that, those are other stories. So I'm going to wrap this one up, man. I'm going to do good today. I'm going to keep this one under 20 minutes. I just want to end by saying a, a, a thank you. I want to say thank you all for listening. Thank you all for uh, giving me a few minutes of your time. And I appreciate you. I hope these stories are funny. I hope they're enlightening. enlightening. I hope that, uh, that you share them with other folks. So I'm taking a go at this thing on podcast and Spotify. Maybe I'll even advance out and do something else. But I'll ask you all to do this. Please, 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 please subscribe to my uh, show, which is called To Hear Me Tell It, and, um, and and to share it with folks. That's important. It's important that you subscribe to it and that you share it. So anyway, thank all y'all.
And again, to always wrap up, to quote, quote my great friend from Easley, South Carolina, retired U.S. Navy chief warrant officer, and he was an, he was an aviation ordinance Folks, y'all ain't, y'all folks, folks that ain't, ain't been in the Navy, y'all ain't gonna know what this means, but I'll just say Ioyas. And if you don't know what that means, you can look it up, but Ioyas, that's all I can say. So Mike Coker would always tell me by when I would get out of the car, he would, we, we would end a conversation or whatnot, but he would always look at me and he would put one hand up and he would make a motion. He'd say, JD, bicycle. Y'all remember God loves you and he wants us to come to him. Y'all have a safe day. <laughs>